Merry Christmas. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we, um, Lord, we gather in this place, we gather as a family, as your sons and daughters. Um, and we do, we want to rejoice. We want to thank you. We want to praise you. We do want to exalt your name for the amazing gift that came into this world and the ultimate gift of salvation that is brought through your son, Jesus Christ. But Lord, just as we see him born and we see him live and we can through the Gospels see the story of his life, um, we're reminded that you were born into our hearts and you live in us and you live through us and the story of our life is unfolded in the knowledge of your presence, that you are with us and that you are good, Lord God. And we thank you for that. So, Father, we thank you for this day as Steve has prayed, as Steve has said, Lord. And I want to pray especially for those of us that are that maybe not doing so well right now. Those of us that may be separated from loved ones and those that might be struggling in health and those that even might just be asking questions, Father. We pray, Lord God, that the reality of your presence would be powerful and real in our hearts and the hearts of our loved ones. That's the comfort of your coming, the promise of your salvation, the hope of eternal life, the assurance of your hand upon us and upon our loved ones, Lord, that it would be real today. So we thank you, Father, for being with us and that you would be with our loved ones, wherever they may be, whatever they may be experiencing. And right now, Lord God, may they know the power of your presence, Lord. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Thank you for it in that most precious name, that name above all names, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for being with us. Amen. You know, I had, uh, I had prepared a little something for Christmas morning, as, as I do. And um, as I... Uh, well, what was your tradition? Anybody, quick traditions this morning? You get up and have you started the run around already? Yeah. Or is this your first stop? First stop? Yeah. I'm impressed if it's your first stop. Yeah, cool. It's not my first stop, unfortunately. I mean, fortunately it is, you know. It really is. I had, I had something I wanted to say this morning, and I think, um, I think it got taken away from me this morning. I think it did, because I don't want to keep you long, but I want to tell you something that happened this morning that just reminded me of what Christmas is really all about. See, um, see this here, little, see this here, right? That, that's empty, right? That's completely empty. Oh, it's not even finished. How about that? Completely empty. You know what? I was going to put this on the ground and jump on it. And I thought if I did that, I'm going to get stuck in it, right? And that's going to be embarrassing. So it means nothing, does it? It really is empty. I, the, the, I, 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 honestly, I, we went to my um, son's place this morning for breakfast. And um, it, I was greeted at the front door by my granddaughter. She's two and a bit years old, and uh, I'm, I'm at the door, Donna's at the door, she's got a big parcel, I've got an arm full of parcels, you know, 
And we walk into the walk in, walk at the front door, and there is uh, little Winnie. Many of you know little Winnie. There is little Winnie standing there, looking up at, at, at us and going, "Do you know Pop? Do you know Nana why it's Christmas?" Do you know why it's Christmas? She said, it's Christmas because, and I love the way she talks because she's only just gone two and she's got that little stutter, but she's so excited about the words that she's saying, you know, and it's just bubbling out of her. And she's, it's Christmas because, because today, not, she didn't even say today, it's Christmas because baby Jesus is born. See, see you've got to get the impact of that because I'm standing there, we're standing there laden with gifts and they meant nothing to her. She wanted to tell me. She wanted to say, this is what Christmas is about. This is why we're here. Because Jesus is born. And it just it hit me as I'm, 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 I'm thinking, isn't that amazing? Isn't that incredible? See, she, she, didn't have to, uh, she didn't have to prove that December 25th is Jesus' birthday. She didn't have to go through a struggle saying, oh, there was this planetary alignment, so the star appeared and all this sort of stuff happened. She didn't have to go down some historical search throughout history to prove there was a real Jesus that really existed. She didn't have to do any of this intellectualization within her head. She just had within her heart the reality, hey, we're celebrating because Jesus is born. He's born. It's not just about this day. The fact is, he is born. The Son of God came. The gift was given. And you know, and the amazing thing is, you and I, as knowledgeable Christians, we, we want to do that thing, don't we? Where we want to be able to convince ourselves, we want to intellectualise this whole thing. And that's a, good, that's a good thing to do. You know, the scriptures give us that, you know that? If, if you ever struggle with the, the reality of Christ, all you've got to do is go to the Bible. Go to Genesis. For the promise of the seed of the woman was cut given. And you just read that and sometimes that just sort of flies by us. We think, oh, the promise of the seed of the woman is looking forward to Jesus Christ. We know that, don't we, Christians? We know that was the first promise of Genesis chapter 3, that the Messiah would come, that Jesus would come, and he's referred to as the seed of the woman. Have you ever thought about that? You ever thought about that? The seed of the woman? Does that sort of... Something wrong there, isn't there? Because you know what? In the scriptures, or actually anywhere, in reference to the seed of... It's never the seed of the woman, is it? See, in human terms, it's always the seed of the man, right? It's the seed of the man that the child comes. The woman provides the egg. But the seed of the woman. You know what that was saying? That was saying... There is something incredibly remarkable about this promise saviour. And of course, we read through the scripture and all the way through the scripture over and over and over again, we're told he's coming, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. But from the very first time it was said, it's, a, it's remarkable, there's something remarkable. What's that remarkable thing? It was remarkable, it's incredibly remarkable, so for a reason, that reason is that you and I would not miss it. You and I would not miss it. And so, this, so the years go by and history rolls on and God's plan unfolds before mankind and God faithful to his word over and over again. And then 740 odd years before Jesus was born, the prophet Isaiah is prompted by the spirit of God to say something. To say something. 
and said, I show you a sign. The virgin shall conceive and bear a child. See, that's the remarkable thing, isn't it? The seed of the woman, it said, a virgin shall conceive and bear a child. That's the remarkable thing. Now, people get all, all, all see, this is why my granddaughter's statement was so cool to me this morning. Because people get all up in arms because they'll go back into their, back into their language and they'll, they'll, look at, uh, they'll look at, you know, well, that prophecy was just talking about, you know, a young woman would have a child. Because let me give you a little, a, little, a little lesson. It says that word, um, I show you a sign, and the young woman is read, or the virgin is read, shall conceive and bear a child. That word virgin is, you've got to remember this, all right, is Alma, A-L-M-A, is Alma in the original language. And everybody says, well, that word can be translated either young woman or virgin. And so everybody says, so, so it's not really a remarkable thing. It's just a young woman shall conceive and bear a child. And so they dismiss them, the miraculous birth of Jesus Christ. But let me tell you something. What did, what did the prophet say through the inspiration of the Spirit of God? It said, I will show you a sign. And, and the Alma, there's our word, shall conceive and bear a child. A sign. Well, if it says, I show you a sign and a young woman shall conceive and bear a child, what sort of sign is that? How remarkable is that? No, is it? It's happening every day on this planet. It's happening everywhere on this planet. It might be happening in this room right now. I don't know. Um, no, I show you a sign. The virgin. That was a horrible statement, excuse me. <laughs> shall conceive and bear a child. And the original promise was the seed of the woman. And so the remarkable thing of the Christmas story is that God comes to this young girl who we believe is somewhere between 14, maybe 16, 17 at the oldest Mary was. And we have that uh, incredible episode in her life. It's called The Magnificent, where she is met by the angel Gabriel who tells her she's going to bear the Son of God. What do you do with that information? You know, what do you do with that information? You know, it's incredible. Uh, the maturity of that, of Mary. You know, I know much of the church has put Mary up on, a, on, on a, an unreachable pedestal, and, but the truth is she was just, she's just someone else. You know, a remarkable, remarkable young girl who believed and trusted in the promise of God, and no doubt found herself completely unworthy to be that vessel, because that's what she was, a vessel that contained the seed, not of a man, but of God, birthed in her by the Holy Spirit to bring forth the Son of God into this world. How remarkable that is, you know. 
You know, you, you, come, to the, you come to Bethlehem, you come to the, 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 the whole story where the baby is born, Jesus is born, the, sh- you know, the, the angels appear, the shepherds come, they gather around, they're in awe, the promise is being fulfilled and, and something just unbelievable has taken place. And we're told in the scriptures, it says that Mary kept these things in her heart. You know, she kept them in her heart. You know, she knew that she was called by God for this, for this great privilege. And then for the next 33 years, she kept these things in her heart, knowing, knowing that this child was the son of God who had come into this world to bear the sins of mankind, that we might come back into relationship with God through his sacrificial death. The reason he had to be born of a virgin and the reason that it is essential for you and I to lay a hold of that truth is because if he, Jesus, was born of Joseph or he, Jesus, was born of just another human man, then he could not be the son of God. He could not be the sinless, sinless substitution that God was providing for mankind to bear the consequences of our sin. As Steve says, it's right, we've got to sing about the cross in order to celebrate the birth. We can't do one without the other. Jesus came into this world to die upon a cross for you and I, that we might be forgiven, that we might have the promise of heaven within our hearts. And I'm reminded again, I'm just reminded again, she kept these things within her heart all through her life, you know. And we began by praying this morning by saying, he's within us. He moves with us. He walks with us. I don't want to keep you this morning. I just want to encourage you in the truth of this day. Just like my granddaughter encouraged me. It's not about this day. She didn't need a December the 25th. She didn't need a celestial alignment. She didn't need to prove historically that Jesus actually existed. Why? Because it's in her heart. You know? And I'm looking at this two and a half year old child thinking, she keeps Jesus in her heart. She keeps him in her heart. Mary kept us in her heart. You and I... In your hearts, people, you have received the promise of God. The promise of God. Simeon, standing at the temple there, waiting for the the promise of God. Mary and Joseph, they would bring the infant Christ to Jerusalem to fulfill the, the religious law of the day. And there is Simeon waiting for this child, you know. And he comes, he's waiting and he's waiting because this promise has been in his heart. And if you know the story, they bring him in. And what does this, boy, what does this old, old man do? Parent, you would, this would terrify you. He comes rushing up and he rips that child out of your arms and lifts it up before heaven and rejoices. Rejoices. We wouldn't like that, I'm sure. But again, it's the same thing. It's in his heart. It's in his heart, you know. And so, Christians, brothers and sisters, he's in your heart, isn't he? You know, he's in your heart and he'll be with you throughout this day and for the rest of your lives. And whatever you're facing in life, maybe even this day, 
Maybe even this day something terrible has taken place. You know what? Jesus is in your heart to be with you, to strengthen you. Maybe this day you're just starting out and you're just so excited about what's going to happen. You're going to be with friends. You're going to be with family. You know, hey, don't lose fact. Jesus is in your heart. You might be by yourself today. I don't know. I'm here to tell you you're not. I mean, you're not. Jesus is in our hearts. And, uh, and if you can just vision my little granddaughter, I'm sorry for talking about my little granddaughter, but if you can just envision this little girl, he was born. He was born. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. The promise of God has been fulfilled. He was born into this world so that he can enter into our hearts. Steve said it. For God so loved the world. Can you say it with me? Wonderful. That's the heart of God. He gives. Yeah, these are empty. But your heart is full. These are empty. And if your heart is empty today, it can be full. It can be full of the Son of God. And all you need to know is that He has given His Son to you. You can accept His forgiveness right here in this place. And He can enter in and He will be with you all the days of your life. That's what Christmas is about. You know. Let's pray. Father in heaven, what a glorious day. What a wonderful truth. We thank you for your son. We thank you for all that was accomplished. We thank you for the example that was lived, the sacrifice that was made, the promise that was made, the salvation that has been established. And I thank you for the sons and daughters that you have in this room. And I pray that this day, Lord God, would be so real to them, the reality that Christ is here. And if, Lord, we're in this place and we don't know that, simply pray, Lord God, that you would just touch that heart. You would fill that heart with your presence. You would remind them, Lord God, that you love them, that you died for their sin, that they might be forgiven, that they might be accepted amongst the beloved, that they might have the promise of eternal life. For surely, Lord, we know this is what Christmas is about. In Jesus' name, we thank you for these things. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. You have a wonderful Christmas. Right? If you want someone to pray with you this morning before you go, please, we're here. We'd love to pray with you. If not, I know you need to get out of here. I know you've got business. Um, go take care of it. God bless you.